I'm Gary Bard, founder and editor-in-chief of today's Caregiver Magazine and Caregiver.com, and your host for our weekly caregiving podcast series. In this podcast, we will introduce you to many of the leading caregiving thought leaders, authors, experts, and even caregivers with famous faces who have graced the covers of our magazine. My guest, Sam Yang, is co-founder and managing director of Xander Cardian, a company specializing in developing radar technology for healthcare monitoring solutions. In 2017, he co-founded Xander Cardian with Professor James Sung Ho Cho, after Dr. Cho spent seven years uh, doing radar research with his PhD students. Sam, can you tell us about UWB radar and how your team developed this into a healthcare monitoring device? So let, let's start by um, what it collects uh, and, and I'll get into how very quickly. So our body, we always think of, uh, you know, electrical signals, the ECG, sound, smell, heat. So there's all kinds of thermal sensors, but there's one other element that was uh, kind of forgotten about or just ignored in the past, which is all about vibrational frequency patterns. So as we move, yes, there's actigraphy on con contact-based, but we get that motion through large body motion index, uh, you know, through radar signals. But if you think about it, when we breathe, we're breathing, our lung is expanding, basically expands 360 degrees. Not only the chest displacement of up and down, but from the side, from the back, we collect that 360 degree motion as we breathe and get the, uh, the breathing rate at an accuracy of plus minus 1.18 compared to an entitled CO2 gas mask, extremely accurate. Now inside the body, as our heart is pumping, and making that uh, heart contraction motion, it, the, it, the motion creates a nano vibration frequency that is felt on the skin. Now, if you look very close to a baby skin, when it's uh, in a heart is beating, you can actually see the heart going up uh, beating. So uh, in, in that sense, that's what we're doing. We're sensing through your clothing to sense the vibration pattern on the skin side. Accuracy is plus minus 3.2 compared to a medical ECG device. So that's how we get resting heart rate, breathing, motion, and presence. This is amazing. How, how, how does the UWB differ from how we're presently uh, collecting this vital information? The, the radar sends, uh, sends out a very safe emissions of uh, signals. It's safer than Wi-Fi router by 40 times. Now, so it sends out these signals 15 million times a second. It grabs information passively by non-contact method. Whereas traditional devices, they have either a wearable or a patch or some kind of a chest or straps and things like that. It is all contact-based, which means it requires staff intervention. It requires the patient to adhere to that program and participation. Um, and it, most critically, it is not continuous and passive. So you have to be aware of it. Whereas our sensor, as long as it's in the room or near the bed or wherever it is, it's automatic. It's autonomously, continuously monitoring you every time you're still uh, on only when you're still because baseline uh, resting heart rate is what matters. We will collect uh, automatically six to 8,000 times a day compared to four or five times a day. 
in a hospital, nurses will go in and check every four or five hours. Well, we collect consistently, continuously, and six to 8,000 times a day. It seems like your XK300 is mm -hmm. just as important for family caregivers who have loved ones at home as it is for professionals who are caring for our loved ones in long-term care facilities. How does oh, yes. the XK300 uh, affect both of these differing groups? Because of COVID-19, a lot of the operators are faced with a shortage of staff. We've been hearing about it for a while now. And uh, there's really not much they can do. They're trying, but still you're faced with lack of staff, which means that the amount of care and attention they're supposed to give is reduced. So what do you do? Which, which resident requires attention more now? Our device helps automate that process and tells them you need to look up, uh, look into resident in room number 500, for example, or whatever it is. Uh, the continuous monitoring part is very powerful in getting early deterioration detection uh, uh, as early as seven days before an event. So you're able to, to optimize the workflow of the staff. But if you go into the home space, it is very difficult to monitor continuously the vital sign accurately. You know, you have devices, home devices, you can do it. But the fact that the resident or the patient knows that they're getting measured may change the result, right? Whereas if you're just resting in your own bed, that number is much more ideal to look for baseline changes. So it's about the accuracy, consistency. And one important fact is we are FDA 510K cleared for as a class two medical device, non-invasive. Uh, and that is for hospital, all types of nursing homes and residential homes. So, it, which means uh, if you qualify for Medicare, Medicaid coverage, this is pretty much free of charge because it is reimbursable on a monthly basis. You know, the, you, what you're talking about, uh, uh, I think my doctor called uh, white coat syndrome, where- Yeah, that's right. When I, I took my blood pressure at home and it was very nice, no problem what it should be. And I went into the doctor's office and they took it and it was 30 points higher. Yeah. So, so you, you battle this white coat syndrome because you, it's just literally taking it all the time while the person's in bed. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's the reason why they recommend to take your blood pressure measurement five times because they're trying to make sure that the white coat syndrome is not there anymore. What knowledge of the fact that you're being, mo you're monitoring your own blood pressure changes it. So um, yeah, and imagine doing that 6,000 times a day. We're able to see certain signatures of resting heart rate spikes and breathing rate changes in real time. Uh, and it's very, very powerful. Now in a facility, who's actually monitoring this or does it, uh, is there a central station uh, in the nurse's station, which will al alert you if uh, the uh, stats are out of sync? So the, the onboarding process is that a physician is going to set the parameters for the alert because every patient is different. You know, you're suffering from different types of illnesses. So if this, a person can be okay if you have 30 uh, BPM higher, but some people may not be okay if it's sustained for one hour, for example. So they set the threshold and the 
it's optional for the, the facility to have their own staff get the alert and monitor, but we're finding out that a lot of them actually don't want that responsibility added on. So we, we have partnered with various telehealth companies that will do that service and monitoring of the data on a monthly basis is also reimbursed by Medicare and Medicaid. This is important to uh, our loved ones, uh, uh, physicians as well, because they can look at this longitudinally. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, proactive health monitoring versus being reactive to an event. I'll ask you the $6 million question. <laughs> is this an affordable solution uh, and how and why is it so? Well, as mentioned before, our main target is people that can be covered under Medicare and Medicaid. And uh, FDA clearance was, was a, a very broad clearance for us where it wasn't specific to a certain type of illnesses. So anyone who was suffering from chronic respiratory disease, cardiovascular disease, even behavioral health, mental health, there's so many places that, that uh, I mean, not places, but patients that can benefit from continuous monitoring of these para, uh, physiological parameters that it will be covered 100%. Could you talk a little bit about the breadth of what you're able to monitor? Yeah, um, so we can monitor, for example, uh, gastroenterology uh, issues. Uh, because remember, our sensor is just a sensor. There's no camera lens. There's no microphone. There's no privacy uh, invasive uh, technology at all, which means, yes, you put this in the bathroom above the, the toilet seat. Now we're able to know when did you come? How long did you stay? Was it under 90 seconds, which means po possible urination? Was it more than five minutes possible uh, bowel movement? Was it too long? Was there a change? Was it constipation issues? Was it kidney issues? The problem, especially when you look at memory care, problem is a lot of the times they're again reacting to, let's say, blood in the urine, right? That's, that, that problem has been prolonged until the body is reacting differently. But what if we were no, seeing these trends happening in real time and, and the ability for family members to just pop up, open their phone. And at, let's say they have some kind of a bad dream at three in the morning, they get up, they don't have to call them. They don't have to bother the staff. They don't have to have a webcam that can turn on whenever they want. No, that's that's very privacy invasive. This is just passive information telling them that they're okay, they're fine. They're sleeping and their breathing is fine. So that, that peace of mind is uh, just incredible for many of the family members. Um, one, one other important thing that I would like to point out is a lot of times people sort of kind of dismiss the importance of resting heart rate and resting respiration rate. It is so important, so more important than SpO2 data, uh, which is much later down the road. But in any case, uh, we are trying to, uh, you know, evangelize <laughs> the, the healthcare industry. I do have one important question to ask you. Xandar mm -hmm. Cardian. Yep. Great name. Fantastic <laughs> name. Yeah. Marvel comic name. Yeah. Yeah. Glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> How did that come about? So Xander, I mean, X-Band radar, that was the original thing, but it also uh, means measurement in Korean. I mean, we're a U.S. company with the Toronto office, but our research route goes back to our university in, uh, in uh, Korea. But Cardian is also 
cardiology with a K with a stronger name, but you're, it's a sort of like a medical guardian thing. You're, our sensor can be in the ceiling, watching over you consistently, continuously. So uh, overwatching your, like your heart rate. Guardian, so, cardiac guardian. Yes, exactly, cardiac guardian. Can you share what you might think the one most important piece of advice you'd have for family caregivers would be? The most important thing, in my opinion, is to respect the dignity of your family member. You know, um, we, we, we designed our sensor to be as discreet as possible. We don't want it to be a reminder that they're always so weak to be monitored all the time. From a family, it's, they're doing it because they love that person and they want to be, um, make sure they're okay. But sometimes that can be a bit selfish because like, it's really for their own peace of mind. So how do you get that mutually beneficially in terms of, okay, I want to be able to monitor you, but also respect your privacy. And, and I think that uh, that kind of conversation is a lot of times forgotten.